friends and folks. This is Six doing the good old post-production. Uh, the episode's done, and I think y'all are going to have a lot of fun with this one, but before we get into it, we have to talk. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as a Dota podcast that isn't really about Dota, and as such, we can be a little out of touch. Uh, it's because of this that it wasn't until after we recorded that I learned about what's been going on in the Dota 2 Pro scene lately. I talked to Nick about it, and we both agreed we needed to say something, so here we go. As part of a larger societal airing of abuses and bigotry, numerous allegations of sexual abuse and harassment about members of the Dota 2 Pro community have surfaced. This story is still developing, and right now it doesn't feel productive to get specific. We are not informed enough, frankly. We're just dumb jokers who like making wordplay about energy drinks. But even clowns like us understand the basic truth here. Believe victims, listen to their stories. Understand that just because someone plays well or makes hype commentary has no bearing on their moral character, and that it is our job to take these allegations seriously and make change. Abusers have no place in our community. And it is so hard to open up about the abuses you've suffered, especially in a community like esports that is overwhelmingly male, mostly white, and often extremely insensitive and sexist. Here at Bottle Crow Reborn, we want to thank everyone who has come forward to tell their story about how they were mistreated. It is brave, it is hard, and we hope desperately that it leads to a safer and more honest community. Harassment of all sorts is commonplace in Dota, and the fact that it's just accepted as part of our game's dynamic is disgusting. If you were harassed, abused, physically, emotionally, verbally, whatever, we support you. If you tell your story, we will believe you, and we will spread it. If you don't feel comfortable spreading it, that is more than understandable, and we hope you can find any relief you can get. I doubt this is the last time we'll talk about this issue, so I'll leave it at that for now. But just to reiterate, abuse has no place in our community. Believe and listen to victims, help them as best you can, and if you want to rush blindly to the support of the accused, don't talk to us. Enjoy the episode, gang. Here's Sing Sing Sing. The very first time I went through the drive-thru The worker said hello and I said hi I knew right then to spend a lot of price of four dollars But I was caught out by this flavor sensation Three separate shells connect by perforations Nacho, cheese, chipotle, and both combined And when I Taco Bell, I will be sure to buy a triple loop for Greg. And when I order the secret menu, I will add a side of cheesy Fiesta potatoes. Live more. There may be many Greg's, but there's only one Greg. A cheesy gordita crunch for Greg. If I say that I will need more spicy ranch sauce, promise that you won't charge me or get cross. I just like my seasoned beef to be quite moist. I've already memorized the menu. 
From perforation heaven there's no rescue I savor every mouthful full of cheese And when I am Ever go To Taco Bell I will be sure to buy a triple loop for Greg And when I order from The Secret Menu I will add a side of cheesy fiesta potatoes For Greg There's no such thing as too much spicy ranch sauce For Greg For Greg Greg uses the spork from Fiesta Potatoes For Greg Left in that cheesy Gordita Crunch wrap And when I ever go To Taco Bell I will be sure to buy A triple loop for Greg And when I the secret menu I will add a side of cheesy fiesta potatoes Fuck back, let's go boys! It's June 23rd, 2020, and I was able to think of 99 of Dota, Dota's heroes without looking it up. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow Reborn, a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. And Six, this is a very spooky episode. Is it? Yeah. It's our Halloween okay. episode, right? It's, it's, it's June. It's, uh, uh,. Yeah, Halloween in June, the holiday. June lantern. Yeah, yeah. June, of la- June lantern. Yeah, June. Uh, yeah, yeah. June Delini. I don't have any idea where you're going with this. Neither do I. But do okay. we? <laughs> I mean, I think you've described Bottle Crow as some but... sort of like out of control freight train before. Just like you never really know where it's going. Sure. Nor where it's sure, been. That's true. That's the thing about trains. It's hard to tell where they're going and where they've been. You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So for for a feature that we're gonna do, I had to write down the names of every Dota hero, mm-hmm. and uh, it took me a little while, and I was able to able to come up with ninety nine of them. But the last twenty, I had to look up because I was like, wow. "Wait, who am I forgetting?" I want. I, I should try to do that sometime. I didn't repeat myself at all when I was running them down, which is impressive to me. Wow. Hmm. Who every did time you forget? I thought of was one. it like new ones? No. No. I guess it was new not. ones you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you want the list of the 20 I forgot? Sure. Unless it's going to be relevant later. I mean, not really. Okay. Uh, Doom, Chaos Knight, Elder Titan, Dragon Knight, Phoenix, Omni Knight, Lifestealer, Underlord, Bounty Hunter, Broodmother, Gyrocopter, Nyx Assassin, Razor, Warlock, Disruptor, Bane, Rubik, which really baffles me, Jakiro, Lich, and Night Stalker. I remembered everyone else. Can I, can I say something? I'm sure. Around. I'm looking behind me. So some pretty forgettable heroes, more or less, in general. I right? know. It's I like, know. Oh yeah. Doom. Oh DK, right. CK. Yeah. 
Disruptor. Disruptor. Right. I played a Disruptor game today. I don't have any Dota Plus. I didn't have any Dota Plus levels. I was level zero. Mm. I mean, there was a, a big period where I stopped paying for Dota Plus because it's useless <laughs> besides voice lines. But I was like, what? Disruptor? And I'm like, I guess I haven't played Disruptor in forever. Okay, so we're going to do two fun things. First, what do you think the number one hero, the first hero I thought of is? Wind Ranger. No. Enchantress. No. Uh, Broodmother. Well, I already listed a Broodmother as one of the 20 that I, I forgot. That's right. Well, <laughs> I forgot that you forgot. Abaddon. Oh, were you going to go in like alphabetical, maybe? No, my brain, brain just started there. My brain just started there because every time it's like, oh, you start, there's Abaddon at the top, and then you know, mm-hmm. and then from there. Um, and then can you guess what number Windranger was? The answer might shock you. 13. Ooh. 22. Wow. To well, be, to be know, fair, I was on a fucking roll at first. <laughs> it's true. You were banging them out. Just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, as fast as I could write. And also, uh, for the purposes of the thing, I wanted them to I wanted to make sure they were kind of scrambled up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that later. <sighs> Nick, have you played any Dota recently? I've, I have played some Dota recently. I actually just today, hours ago played some dota wow and it was that disruptor game right i think right. It was a how was that game how yeah was i that? played i played ranked with jesse host of murders jesse mm. and uh and jack and uh ni- none of us were cores and uh our cores were were lower mmr shall we say and it just it didn't mm. really work out their team's cores were not lower mmrs mm. that was unfortunate there was like a an ursa in a slark on the enemy team, so I didn't last long as Disruptor. That's fair. But That's Disruptor's fair. good. It was fun. I, I did stop Slark from killing me a remarkable number of times with uh, Static Field. It didn't yeah. stop him from trying to pounce. Like, he kept just trying to pounce over, and I'm like, maybe one of these times, old Flipper, or old Willy, whatever, Free Willy is just going to jump over. Yeah, you know, he'll he'll, yeah. he'll cross that that uh rock wall that is dividing the artificial lake from the ocean itself and he'll be free wow Willie. now was that lake like it had to have been a saltwater lake right but like i don't know i guess they could have sluice gates or something to, to let in just seawater well right? i mean if if willy was uh, only temporarily traversing the space it's not like if you drop a i i think it's not like if you drop a freshwater uh, creature or a, a saltwater creature in fresh water, it instantly dies. I mm-hmm. think it is like bad for it, but I think in the short term it can survive. I, I think guess that makes sense. Yeah, I probably I don't do like. I have no idea what I'm talking about. That just that just seems like logical. To me, well, that's right? for our micro, uh, not microbiology podcast. My, uh, microbiology, yeah, microbiology micro- of Newark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be microbiology online battle arena. <laughs> Online biological arena. Uh, I'm not making a bumper, but if this somehow comes up again, <laughs> I'll do it. That's that's my policy, is if we come up with segments as a joke and don't actually have the segment, no bumper. But if it starts being a recurring <laughs> thing, I'll do the work. I mean, uh, one of the hosts of uh, We Like Dota has a PhD in not microbiology, but I forget. I forget. Oh, it is. The, <laughs> this is awful, but it is the closest thing that I know of to that field mm. of, of people mm. I know with PhDs. So. Science, got it. Science, yes, science, big science, cool, cool okay. science. 
Uh, I had something else. What were we talking about? We were we were talking originally about Dota. I also Dota, played Dota. That's Dota. Right. Um, so I played uh, exactly a week ago. We played two games of Turbo, but oh, yeah. three days before that, so ten days ago, we played two games of Turbo, and then you left, mm-hmm. and I was in a funk. And I played seven ranked games, seven what? solo queued ranked what? games back to back. I did not know about this. Uh huh. Yeah, I played seven seven ranked games back to back, and I won uh, two of them. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> that made my record for the day uh, two and seven. <laughs> Who who'd you play? Um, let's see. Uh, the game I won was a well. I won a Crystal Maiden game, and I won a Drow game. Mm-hmm. I lost as Windranger twice, Oracle once, Clockwork once, and Wraith King once. Hmm. That's a good, uh, you know, representation yeah. there. For the most part, I was just yeah. trying to calibrate as, as you know, for, for carry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really how that works anymore, I found <laughs> out. Um, so now I just have, like, you know, like the five-point, like, grid of my abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're a, you're a two in everything, except for you're a three in, like, soft support. I'm like, okay. That's not true. <laughs> but, <laughs> but okay. Sure, we'll leave it at that for now. Um, and I calibrated as Archon 1, so if you think I haven't gotten worse at the game, you are wrong. <laughs> I have fallen. Um, but you calibrated. Wow, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just sort of, I, 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 I fought through the pain, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I, I calibrated, like, right at the end of the last season. But I I'm, don't think I'm close at the moment. I think the most remarkable, and I don't use that as a pot, just, like, the most worthy of remark, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, game that I played was the the last game I played as Wind Ranger, um, where it wasn't the last game that I played. To be clear, I played more games, but um, I was queued in, and uh, I was queued in with some people. This was this was early on in the in the in the day. Um, I know. So this was the first game I played after after you left. I played six games after this. I'm out of my mind. <laughs> um, where um, so I got completely walked over mid. Right, mm-hmm. I just got stomped. Um, and at first the team was like, we were we were losing every lane, but I was easily losing the hardest. Um, and the supports were like, hey, do you want us to come like gank for you? And I was like, you should probably focus on helping Luna, um, because I'm a lost cause. <laughs> And they're like, they're like, dude, that's not cool. I'm like, no, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm a lost cause. And they're like, uh. <laughs> um, and as the game went on, it was just sort of like, they, they, they got, you know, we were doing badly and they started flaming and they would flame Luna and Luna would be like, hey, fuck you. You're not doing great either. Right. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they would flame me. And what I would do, be like, yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm pretty bad. I don't know why I'm in this game with y'all. And they that really riled them up. It turns out they really didn't like the fact that I wasn't either ignoring them or fighting back. I was just like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm really not great at this. And they just were so mad. It is some of the angriest I've ever seen Dota players be. Wow. They were just livid. Uh, at the end, uh, there was a point where one of the players... Um, trying to remember who exactly it was it was uh shadow shaman typed in all caps i know this is not your fault but i'm extremely angry right now <laughs> i was like just so okay. self-aware <laughs> yeah. um 
And then, like, I, 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 another person was like, listen, no hard feelings, but I'm going to report you. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't break any rules. And they're like, I know, but I just have to do something with this feeling. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, it was a very strange game. It was not a positive game. Um, and then I played six more games of Dota for some reason. Yeah, it was inspiring, it sounds like. You know, inspired it was kind of like, community. it was like, well, I mean, if this is the worst it gets, I mean... Yeah, I guess I guess I could do this again. It's good. You <laughs> it's found fine. the bottom, and it's you know a comfortable spot. Hang mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. And I I will I will note just for the record, the Luna was playing worse than I was. <laughs> uh but you know, I, it is true that I had. Uh, let's just say, if you looked at my creep score, it's a very six creep score. <laughs> <laughs> and as a mid. People don't like that. You have a very minimal style, you know? Yeah, you know? It's it's, it's not like, about the material things of, of creeps. You know, find I, what creeps spark your joy or something, right? When I play when I play mid, my approach is take only screenshots, leave only footprints. <laughs> leave only footprints, exactly. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's great. Reduce, reuse, uh, recycle creeps. Yeah. I, I So right before this, I think it ended... 30 minutes ago i uh i i played another game it was just a normal game but it wasn't a turbo it was just a, a regular normal game mm-hmm. and uh and this time wow i can't even remember what i was playing i was playing carry i was life stealing uh there's another game with uh with jesse we were four stack this time and the game went to 75 minutes do you remember wow. when games went to 75 minutes yeah yeah that's right wild so we got mega creeped this it was like very back and forth very super passive on the enemy team like they were way ahead all the time they had like bristleback razor what the hell else bristleback razor elder titan and they were all so fast and we like it was very difficult to kill them we had like a a venomancer (laughs) as our our five so we didn't really have a stun I was life stealer. We had an Ember Spirit. Ember was kind of popping off, but it's hard when they're tanky. And mm-hmm. like they, we got megaed, but I had like a Maelstrom very early on, so Wave Clear wasn't that big of a deal. And we just kind of sat in our base for like 20, 30 minutes. Like every once in a while, we'd go out because we could kind of push waves with our Dark Seer if we got some creeps to live. And then eventually, like we got tier five items. It's like one of the maybe the third or fourth time i've ever seriously played a game with tier five items mm-hmm. and the bristleback and that specter like they all had lots of abyssal blades and stuff like that the the razor i think got a heaven's halberd and so as a life stealer, i was not having a great time and then we found a magic mirror huh. and i guess the magic mirror is the thing that's a combined lincoln's lotus orb every eight seconds Oh, and just kind of completely changed the game after that. And we came back from having mega creeps. We didn't have any of their high ground, but we took, you know, everything else because it was a 75 minute game. And we took their tier three and then skipped the racks, went for the throne. Their bristleback was really trying to do anything to us and we couldn't kill the bristle. So we were just trying to hit the buildings. They had a repair kit. So they repair kitted the tier fours, both tier fours, and then the ancient. It was very slow, but we <laughs> like somehow held on until the rest of the team respawned. 
We had a dark sear wall, but it was a parallel wall in between their fountain and the ancient as we try to hit it through all the armor. And then I guess it was it took so long, like another wave of mega creeps spawned from their base, killed mm-hmm. our creeps. So the ancient had backdoor protection. Uh, we had to like kill a few of them. And then eventually we like, I guess there was two of them left alive. We like whittled down their ancient through backdoor protection. But it was like, I was like, oh my God, I haven't had a game of Dota like this in I think like three years. Like a really long game that actually ends in an interesting way. And their mega creeps were at our base. Like our ancient was about to die. It was pretty close. Like wow. We had like a, a support Saiyan King back to try to stall. But it's like, oh, wow. I can't remember, remember when the games last were close. Time. Right? Remember when games were close and like, listen. We all hate having tons of super long games, right? But like, I was like, oh, wow. Remember there was like diversity of game time and style more than it feels like we have now, at least. Maybe, you know, I don't know, rose-colored glasses, but I was like, wow, this is wild. Haven't had a game like this in forever. It was quite a time. Huh. Wow. That does, that yeah. does seem like quite the, quite the endeavor. It, it was very nostalgic. I was like, man, Dota 2, huh? This is the Dota I fell in love with. Yeah. The uh, the kill score, I think, at the beginning was 2 to 11. We just kind of fed for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have a great mid-game, but they were so our opponents were so passive. They didn't necessarily force buildings when they could have. They almost never took Roche. We got like three Roches for free. And then somehow the rare thing happened where you go over the Spectre curve, where the Spectre starts to fall off somehow, mm-hmm. which very rarely happens but you know we discovered that again it's like wow dota 2 it's good stuff sometimes dead game dead game that's what i was thinking yep dead game <laughs> may not always be a gg it's reaction slacks reginald reginald <laughs> yeah no it's it's always there <laughs> it is it's always close it's to always the there. sing sing sing's always right behind you since we've talked for almost 20 minutes about dota 2 Wow. Uh, Do you want to change that by talking about a different kind of Dota 2? Sure. Nick, are you ready to talk about Jackie's Vows? All right, good job, team. Um, I love all of you guys. It's been a pleasure playing with all of you. It's been a a great journey. Uh, Thank you for this game. You fucking idiots. I hate it. I love it. (laughs) This is the segment invented by friend of the show, Alan Ibrahim, where we talk about we we will pick two Dota heroes and then we will take a marriage compatibility quiz as those heroes. Oh, very good. (laughs) And see how they measure up. Now, Nick, Mm -hmm. I need you to get to a random number generator. Okay. What's the range? One to one hundred and nineteen. One 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 nineteen. I don't know here. Random number generator. Unless you want to wait for me to open MATLAB. Okay. Min one max one one nine. Okay. Generate. We're gonna we're gonna need two numbers. Seventy four. Okay. Seventy four is Brewmaster. Oh, very good choice. All right. And and the Powerball is one hundred and thirteen. Warlock. <laughs> what, what a pair. That's, 
Okay. Okay. Brewmaster and Warlock are a couple. What is their compatibility like? Let's take this quiz. Um, I think the way this is going to work, Brewmaster was picked first, so we are going to take this quiz as Brewmaster. Mm -hmm. Question one. When it comes to family finances, how does your attitude differ from your partner's? I try to keep a budget, but my spouse doesn't pay any attention to it. I think we need to live for today, but my spouse is always preaching about the need to save for retirement. We keep our finances separate, or we make financial decisions together and are honest and transparent about all of our assets and liabilities. So uh, I'm looking at Warlock's lore because he uh, he's a member of I because uh, the Quapar kind of came out, so there was more like demon lore. Dota two. He's is he on some sort of council, Demnock Lenick? Sure, that sounds sure. plausible. Uh, as chief curator and head of acquisitions for the Arcane Archives of the Ultimer Academy. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So he's so he is he is indeed. I mean, we knew this, but he's an academic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Whereas Brewmaster, I mean, the other thing is, you know, we have a a mid slash offlaner and a support, right? Mm-hmm. So I think as as I think Brewmaster is very much I think we need to live for today but my spouse is always preaching about the need to need to save for retirement, right? I think so, yeah. Cuz I that mean Bre- Brewmaster like is always like, yeah, you know, he's more of a partier, he's more about living it up. Mm-hmm. And I think Warlock, you know, he he's big into writing. He's trying to write his own black gr- grimoire. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh any disagreement about whether to have kids? Uh, we haven't discussed it. None whatsoever. One of us would prefer a bigger family, but we definitely want kids. Or whether to start a family is a point of contention. Now, Brewmaster has, you know, three broodlings, brood, mm-hmm. you know, little ones from, I guess, a previous marriage. Warlock right. also has a, uh, a former uh, off offsprings, off-summoning. Well, so, I mean, Warlock only has the golem from time to time, so that strikes me as like a big brother, big sister situation. Okay, I thought it was, you know, like maybe Warlock gets the golem on weekends, something hmm. like that. I mean, that's But it possible. seems like, you know, either way, they both, you know, fam- they're into, you know, big family, I feel like. Yeah, I think I think Brewmaster's the one where it's the it's the former relationship because you know he's definitely an alcoholic. He definitely would not have normal custody of the kids. <laughs> exactly. Um, he has to whereas, be away when the kids come. <laughs> whereas Warlock is clearly very responsible, and the fact that not only does this kid show up, but the kid shows up at his place of work mm-hmm. suggests to me that it's a big brother thing. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's a very big uh, being generally mm-hmm. the golem. Um. So. I think both. I think Warlock seems like he wants kids, mm-hmm. and uh, Brewmaster already has kids and seems to like them okay. Mm-hmm. So it's either, well, hmm. Yeah. What are the options again? Uh, so I, I'm disc. It's uh, whether to start like- a family is a point of contention. That one's not in yeah. it, right? Yeah. It could be we haven't discussed it. Uh, no disagreement whatsoever. Or one of us would prefer a dip- bigger family, but we definitely want kids. I don't think they have any disagreement because Warlock, you know, loves loves to have more. Right when he gets his right. eggs, if he, a yeah, that's the thing. a talent. That's the thing. He can have six kids. 
That's true. That's true. And 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 Brewmaster uh ex- like explosively declares three of me, haha. <laughs> um so clearly they're on the same page here. You're right. I can uh, just picture I don't I don't know any of the Dota dads, I believe in We Like Dota, who have three kids. But just imagine <laughs> just a shirt says three of me and it's the Dota Two logo with, you know, their three kids pictures. It's just like dad, you can't wear that shirt to such and such, you know, event to my, mm-hmm. my swim meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it seems like this quiz is probably 10 questions. Just a heads up. Uh, Perfect. So charge? we'll be done, uh, you know, next year. Who's in charge of running the household? There is a fair and equitable division of labor. No. Uh, I have to do all the chores while my spouse just loafs around. I feel like I'm always following orders or no one seems to be in charge of anything. It's definitely, I feel like I'm always following orders. Yeah, for sure. We're that last. one's, that one's open and shut. Yep. Uh, <laughs> how do your political views jive with your partners? Okay. Okay. Uh, we're pretty much on the same page politically. We have some respectful disagreements about world affairs. We don't have much common ground, or we have shouting matches that put cable news shows to shame. They don't have shouting matches. Brewmaster isn't invested enough. Um, yeah. However, they are radiant and dire heroes. So I don't think True. they're on the same page. I'm trying to, to get inspiration from Warlock's lore. Uh, Brewmaster. Lore. So what are the two options that we think are good then? Um, we have some respectable, respectful disagreements about world affairs, or we don't have much common ground. I, I, I wonder if they just don't have you know much common ground, but not not necessarily in a bad way. Well, I think they prop. Mm, they kind yeah. of come from different worlds, you know. Uh, Mangix, the brewmasters from the Wailing Mountains, mm-hmm. Warlock is uh, not. And I feel like they wouldn't have respectful disagreements because brewmaster wouldn't bother right yeah it'd just be like okay warlock you feel differently whatever you're about thinking i'm not about that have a drink yeah so i think i think we don't have much common ground Mm -hmm. uh how do you spend your leisure time uh each have our own hobbies and interests which we pursue separately we have the same hobbies and interests we have a nice balance of shared hobbies and individual interests we don't stop arguing about what to do long enough to do anything that's definitely separate hobbies right yeah, I can I just can't uh, see Warlock uh, kicking back an entire uh, cask of uh, ale. Mm-hmm. And like if they the were both time. like supports or if they were both cores or whatever, then you could mm-hmm. see them sharing that, having a balance. Yeah. But they play they are they're so different in, in in their parts of the game that they enjoy. So I think definitely it's that's pursuing separate hobbies and interests. For sure. You know, separate but you know they they respect each other's you know stuff. Uh, I'm sure Brewmaster can appreciate the uh documenting nature of warlock you know warlock perhaps documenting a, a recipe for the latest brew and mm-hmm. uh warlock could have uh brewmaster fight his kid his brother his brothers sure he's big uh is religion a sore spot in your household uh not at all we share the same religious beliefs we have differing beliefs but we make it work there have been a few clashes on the matter or the less said about this the better Ooh. Uh, I don't think there's a. Hmm. I mean, it's it's tricky. In I think they probably are on the same page religiously because it's kind of hard not to be right in the Dota world. 
where you're like, oh, there's Zeus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, so uh, Mangix was born to a mother's flesh by a celestial father. The youth known as Mangix was the first to grow up with the talents of both lineages. He trained with a great aesthetics. Aesthetides, aesthetides of the order, eventually earning through drunken diligence as the right to challenge for the title brewmaster, the appellation most honored among the contemplative malt brewing sect. So I feel like I wouldn't have thought, but you know, brewmaster as a uh, member of the order of the Oyo, mm-hmm. maybe is he's more uh, drinking the yeah, Kool Aid. But also, I than think. I would have thought. Hmm. I think they. They it sounds like they have differing beliefs, but they make it work. Because I don't think either of them is pushy about their beliefs. Warlock's beliefs are mostly about what he wants to do. Um, And Brewmaster's just like, hey, you know, it's all cool. Uh, All right. Do you share a common vision for the future? Uh, We have a retirement planned out to the smallest detail. Uh, Broadly, yes, but there's plenty of time to work out the details. Not currently, but I'm sure my spouse will come around to my way of thinking. Or, I'm not sure either of us has a vision for the future. So let me read the last sentence of the lore. Warlock anticipates the day when he will have recovered every last lost spellbook. He has commenced writing his own black grimoire. It will undoubtedly be instructive. Okay, so he's he's already set himself up for a retirement where he's writing his book. Exactly. He's got, you know, he's got plans. Brewmaster... Wanders the land, striving toward enlightenment through drink, searching for the answer to the ancient spiritual schism, hoping to think the single thought that will unite the spirit and physical planes again. So he's also in his own way seeking wisdom. I think actually they both would just settle down and write books together. I agree. Um, well, I, I'm learning a lot about Brewmaster as yeah, he takes this quiz. I think that I think that's actually that's actually not bad. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, it is actually eight questions. We have our last question here. Be honest. How compatible with your partner do you think you are? I've never felt more connected to anyone. Our relationship isn't perfect, but it's strong. Lately, I've started to wonder. Or we may be coasting at this point. I mean, like, think about think about the synergy here, right? Mm-hmm. You got uh, fatal bonds, and then the the keg slam, whatever the fuck that thing's called, right? Yeah. Um, you can have like the 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 golem sets off cinder brew, right? Because he's fire. Set off cinder brew, yeah. And I mean, you also have one of uh, Brewmaster's kids is a fire fire dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like the slow is great. You know, Warlock can kind of you create can have tornado setups. Exactly. Where the kids can kind of just run around amok while everyone else is much slower. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the relationship isn't perfect, but it's strong. I, I think so. And I think that's probably the most correct answer in terms of compatibility. Because mm-hmm. there's probably something lurking under the surface if, if they got along too well. You know. Okay. Uh, here's our result. It's hard to tell where you end and your partner begins. Remember, though, that while it's wonderful that you and your spouse are so close, it's also healthy to have your own interests <laughs> and hobbies. 
uh, next time on Jackie's Vows, we will be taking an entirely different marriage quiz. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because <laughs> frankly, wow. that one kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such thing as a good online marriage compatibility test? Of course, of course. Of course, of course. Imagine the day when we do get Jackie Mao on and we have him do it with like slacks. It's the same thing where we uh, spring uh, slacks on Nahaz. Mm-hmm. We could have Jackie's vows with uh, EE and slacks or something. Wow. Cool. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, with that said, I'm removing those two from the list of possibilities so that next time they will not come up and we will have a new set. I'm excited. Great job, uh, Alan. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't... It wasn't that hard to realize how this would be. Uh, I don't know. I'm talking and I don't know why I'm talking. <laughs> you ever have that experience? Where you're like, why am yeah, I speaking? Usually right for now? about an hour every week or two. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, uh, I think we've, we've stalled long enough. Let's go ahead and talk about Jackie's Chow, shall we? Let's uh, go grab some Jackie's Chow. Mm hmm. No, I have a few things here, but I wonder I wonder if if I should leave the floor to you. Do you want to take do you want to take charge here? Do you have stuff for us? I uh I've got some stuff for you. Uh So, as you know, I've been promising for two or three podcast episodes now, at least, that I would go try the Tripalupa. Oh, you're yeah. you're so this is a this is a gold for meat. Gold for meat. This is a journey into money. Loads of money. This is a transition from Jackie's Chow into Gold for Meat. Well, Gold for segment. Meat is a sub is a sub segment within Jackie's Chow at this point. Oh, that's true. That's true. But this, I feel like it it really embodies the spirit of of both the uh, the subset and the superset. Mm. You see, I love supersets. Superset. Uh, and so, about a week ago, I was uh, getting home late from work i think and so i drove a little bit past my house to go to taco bell i said you know what today's the day today's the day i try the tripalupa and -hmm. i had also uh been researching uh the taco bell menu for other reasons uh when i saw a thing called a pineapple whip freeze Mm -hmm. have you heard of this six i have heard of it i have not tried it okay it's basically one of their like slushy slurpy slushies it's a slurpy 7-eleven squishy Softy, <laughs> bop it. It's one of those uh, that they do with like Baja Blast, but they also have a pineapple one, which is like vaguely pineapple, sweet flavored ice thing. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I will try this pineapple whip too because I was talking about it with a uh, Greg, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, for unrelated reasons to why I eventually decided to actually go to Taco Bell, and so I go and I go, I go up to the drive-through, and I say, I would like a triple lupa. A side of cheesy fiesta potatoes and a pineapple whip freeze. And there's this long pause. And then there's another long pause. I'm like, 
that's weird. It didn't sound like, you know, the pre-recorded message. The person said, you know, can I take your order? And then like 30 seconds later, like, sorry, we actually don't have the triple lupa or the pineapple freeze. Or the pineapple freeze. Okay, so I do the have pineapple an update. whip freeze. I do have an update for you, which is that we were too slow and the triple loop is gone. What? We were too slow. Everywhere? Uh, it's it's but, uh, gone places where I have seen it. It is not on the menu near me. Oh, no. I, I had been uh, looking at it online and it's not like some of the Taco Bell menu items you can still access through their site, but it says it's, you know, departed or whatever. It's come and gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the triple loop is just on there. Huh. Well, maybe and it's can... regionally still around. Oh. I don't know. Gosh. But yeah, so I I'm as far as I know, may never be able to to eat of the triple loop of the perforations. That's it, it was it was awful. So I instead I got a, a beef chalupa. Because I've also Ooh. never had a chalupa. I see. Like most Taco Bell menu items. And so based on all the descriptions and frankly the pictures, what I was expecting was something that was deep fried and crispy. That right. is not what the chalupa is. It's like a fried flatbread. There's no crisp to it whatsoever. There I should be crisp shocked. to it. You had a, you had a, you had a, not, really? I'm not going to say a bum one, but there should be a little crisp to it for sure. No, it was, just, it just, it was like a slightly more oily flatbread. So, you know, it's like hmm. a fried hmm. flatbread because it's got the, I, the chewiness. I was not expecting any chewiness, frankly. I'm not going to, I don't listen. Taco Bell, you know, I love and respect you. Mm-hmm. your local taco bell may not have killed it this time <laughs> i guess not i don't know maybe i need to uh take you know excursions elsewhere for the pod to uh to try other local maryland taco bell franchises yeah but uh, yeah i mean it, it was good it was you know a good like flatbread wrap thing but not what i was expecting yeah i mean it's not super crunchy but it should have a little bit of, a little bit of crunch mm. a tiny bit interesting um, so Nicholas, yes, because you mentioned the whole Tripalupa thing and that you were like, oh, I thought it was here. I went to the Taco Bell website. Um, and folks, it's time for the unexpected return of a character. A friend of ours has gotten a new job. Uh-huh. Hey, would you like to make tacos at your house? <laughs> we have the at home taco bar. We'll just sell you ground beef. And tortillas, and some shredded cheese, and some lettuce. lettuce. You want lettuce? <laughs> it's lettuce guy. Lettuce guy, how's it going? Well, you know, it's like, it's like Jesus said, let us have lettuce. <laughs> That's exactly what Jesus said. So, uh, are you uh, still working at Subway? Are you, you know, you, you <clears throat> double dipping uh, here? Or? You know, I am not like a corporeal being. Oh, I work see. wherever the need is driven. That's great. So if I roll a high enough uh, lettuce check, I can just summon you. I am not like a deity. I'm like oh. an like an elemental. Oh, okay. I'll have to research how you work. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a celestial? Are you the same as uh, Brewmaster's father? Are you Brewmaster's father? Listen, we go to the same hangout sometimes, but like. I wouldn't say we're like buddy buddy. <laughs> you wouldn't. I see. Well, let us man. Thank you for stopping by. I'm not sure why I find you so amusing, but uh, I hope to to talk to you again. Uh, take care. And remember, if you put a bunch of lettuce in a jar and leave it, you'll get <laughs> lettuce all. 
You'll get lettuce all. Lettuce all. It's a it's an alcoholic beverage that tastes like lettuce. <laughs> like lettuce. I thought you were gonna say like kimchi or something, but I guess you will technically make a lettuce a hall along with your kimchi. Your bad, bad kimchi. Your just fermented cabbage. I guess it's not kimchi, it won't have spice. It'll be awful kraut. We just call it kimchi. <laughs> I see. That's, that's good to know. Uh, you're very uh, multicultural, let us. <laughs> so uh, at our uh, eventual Bottlecore live show, we're just going to bring bags of lettuce to throw into the audience at this point, right? <laughs> By the time we'll have developed a se- an entire segment for you, Lettuce Man, <laughs> we'll we'll have a uh, someone put on a mask to uh, represent and channel your uh, being. And we'll throw lettuce into the crowd. <laughs> you would think that voice would hurt my throat. It doesn't. Really, it's like a I nice can just do that. Resting. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, who knows? it feels Maybe. it feels a little weird, but it does mm-hmm. feel very sustainable. If I just oh. wanted to talk about that in my life, I would probably forget sometimes. <laughs> but otherwise, I could do it. Maybe Ice Fraud needs a new voice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my ice fraud already had one. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why we haven't heard from Ice Fraud in a while. <laughs> he's he's fallen on some tough times. He's a hawk and lettuce now. A door to door lettuce salesman. Sounds like what a great skit idea. When you ate lettuce, you could tell which Phantom Lancer was the real Phantom Lancer. <laughs> God. You know one day it's there's they're actually gonna add it that you can tell which Phantom Lancer is the real Phantom Lancer. Uh, what what segment are we? <laughs> what train car am uh, I? On? That was that was gold for meat. That, that we was were in gold the middle for of. Meat. Yes. You were talking. Okay. We were talking about the chalupa when we were. Yeah. We were, yeah. So I, I went. I had a Taco Bell experience, and uh, I actually went back to Taco Bell a second time since the last episode, and I got huh. a cheesy gordita crunch and a pineapple oh, freeze. The, yeah, the cheesy the gordita crunches are real. Oh. Amazing. It was great. I think it was actually after a hard day's work of home improvements of New Earth. Wow. Uh, well, so before we get into that segment, um, mm-hmm. I mean, so you you see now why it was a secret menu item that was elevated, right? Quite, yeah, a, quite a treat. It it really does elevate, like the th- so here. Let's uh, let's stall. Let's put Tim Allen in the closet for a little longer. Uh, uh, I I had the feeling while eating the cheesy gordita crunch that, and also I guess after eating the chalupa, fast food is is good. <laughs> yeah, I I and I as I had that thought in my head, I'm like, wow, six is like. About to like pull out a fire extinguisher about the hot take that I'm going to bring up on the next. Uh, oh, I, I I was assuming you just imagined me like floating over you, smiling like Buddha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> live Mars. Yeah, I was like, wow, fast food. Because like I try not to. I like. Well, I just generally like to cook for myself, anyways. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it's better, you know, not to have too much fast food overindulge. But I was, as I was eating this, especially after the uh, home improvement day, I was like, God, fast food is like good. Like ta- Taco Bell didn't make me feel sick. Didn't make me feel over like I uh, overate too much greasy food or anything. 
it was just like good, warm, tasty food. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, after cooking out of my kitchen for as long as I now have in the home of uh, New Earth, uh, I was like, oh, wow. Sometimes it's good to pay almost no money for good, warm food. Yeah. And that was my, uh, my thought on food. Food thoughts. That's of the week. That's beautiful. It was Nick. it was very uh, very heart and uh, stomach warming. I also had a, a cheesy gordita crunch uh, around a week mm-hmm. ago. So, wow, we're, we're yeah. spirit animals. We shared that experience. I had to go they... to a hospital in downtown L.A. and I was like, I'm not making this drive without my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my cheesy gordita. That would be a great uh, a great advertisement. You know, someone in a uh, an ambulance in there. They're in some sort of life-threatening situation. And they're like, no, hold on. We have to stop at Taco Bell. Introducing the cheesy gordita cruncher. Well, uh, looked like you were going to die there, but uh, apparently this granted you the ability to uh, live moss. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. It's a great ad. You have a gift for for this type of thing. It's, It's incredible. Wow. Uh, I thought I had something else to say, but now I've completely forgotten it. It's the it's the Taco Bell dog lying down on a stretcher saying, <laughs> Yokiro Ivy Drip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yokiro Adrenaline. <laughs> Yokiro Ivy Drip. Mm. Yeah, mm. but... Yep. You know, food time isn't over, Nick, because, uh, so, I didn't talk about this last time, but uh, when uh, host emeritus Emily was visiting, uh, she's a vegetarian. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I think I did. Um, and I am, uh, given given my health situation, I have to eat a lot of protein, right? Because mm-hmm. it just flushes right out of my system. So I have to eat a bunch to keep up. Um, Otherwise, you lose your pump, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I tend to cook a lot of meat. Um, and such was the case when I decided to make my, my curry udon, which I believe I've spoken about on the show before. Ooh, um, yeah. but I was like, but I mean, I, I do that with, you know, like slices of, you know, of uh, pork belly. Um, oh, yeah. and then also the broth, you know, is, is, you know, has uh, katsuobushi in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, what do I do? And that's when. I had an idea. Nick, can you hit a button on your soundboard for me? I want you to want leak. <laughs> Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to I Want You to Want Leak, the segment about vegan cooking. That's what you came up with. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I knew... I knew the vegetarian segments were coming. We'd, we've been planning for this day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I Want You to Want Leak uh, did, does not disappoint. <laughs> so tell me about your uh, your I Want You to Want Leak experience. So first of all, for the broth, um, I went for vegetable better than bouillon. And then from there, I just added the added the you know the curry roux. Mm-hmm. And that was fine, right? Onions, I was able to do that as usual. But the real thing was, what am I going to do about the pork belly? Yeah, the topic. And it's like, well, I could do tofu, but tofu is not that interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a blank canvas, but yeah, exactly. It's hard. It's hard thank to, you to for thank about. you for the transition, Nick. Because you know what? 
I busted out some paint for this one. We're going to talk about how to do a crispy pan-fried tofu. Ooh. Uh, so I'm going to give you rough amounts. This is not, you know, this is this is cooking, right? This isn't an exact science. Mm-hmm. But I took... I mean, Jackie would never even follow mm-hmm. an exact recipe. Right but I took a package of, of tofu, a firm tofu, and I cut it into into cubes. You know, like, 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 you know, you know what a tofu cube looks like about that size. Yeah. Nothing, nothing huge, but like, you know, a, a, a mm. bite. Bite size. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I poured over it a tablespoon of soy sauce. And I kind of stirred it up very gently because it's going to break up with your spoon if you're too, if you're at all hard with it or even <laughs> medium. You have to be very gentle. Yeah. Very delicate. Um, a fold. And then in a separate bowl, you're going to get, uh, two tablespoons of cornstarch and a mm-hmm. dash of garlic powder and a, a, cr- a pretty good dose of uh, ground black pepper. Oh, yeah. You mix that up. You take those soy sauce soaked tofu. You toss them in that. And then you just fry them on your pan with some olive oil. And you're going to fry them. It's going to take like two or three minutes aside. You're going to flip them multiple times. So you get a good crisping on each side. And what you're left with is a very nice textured tofu with a little bit of like like a nice like soy sauce garlic flavor with a little bit of pepper. And um, also with the frying, it insulates it pretty well for when you put it in the broth. Yeah, yeah. So altogether, it's quite good. The thing about frying tofu, I will say, is you can't let it sit for very long. It will lose the the attributes that make it appealing. Um, but as long as you serve it relatively quickly, that's a perfectly good, in fact, I would even say great, vegan solution. That does sound great. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the way I would have approached this, uh, I would have probably maintained the form factor of the pork belly, actually. Mm. So what I've done before is, you know, you think about like the small like two bite sized rectangle of pork belly that you'd probably serve. Sure. Like not the not the thin or like the larger palm sized slices, but like the, the thin rectangle mm. pork belly. More like bacon cut of, of pork belly. Right. So what you do, you take your firm block of tofu and you cut it into though that shape. So n- not cubes, but these like, you know, slices, thick slices. My problem with that, I'll, I'll let you continue in a moment. My problem is I would be very concerned about it breaking because tofu is very brittle and soft. Exactly. And so what you have to do is if you if when I've done it this way, it's been highly successful. Put it on a, a sheet pan, toss it in the oven for or like a toaster oven for 15 minutes on like 400 or something. And what it'll do, it'll like firm up the tofu. And that way, you can fry it in the pan, and you can like throw it around almost like a piece of meat. Huh. That's very clever, Nicholas. Yeah, like I I saw there's a good Chinese cooking channel that uh like was talking about frying tofu a while back, and they talked about like if you pre bake or like pre dry, you know, like put in a pan and just dry out the tofu, you can actually get it to have a like maintain a better texture when you have to go do you know more vigorous frying to get a nice crispy browned outside. That's a that's a that's a really great tip, Nick. Thank you. It's good. So, and like the finished product is nice and chewy. Oh. Like it's like you know how some like I think your cubes probably worked almost the same way because they were smaller and so it had time to like cook the inside more mm-hmm. than if you know mm-hmm. th- you fried like a thick slice. So I think you probably got something similar there. 
but like whenever I've tried before to just fry, you know, out of the the carton tofu, it never really, I was never really that happy with it. Yeah, there's a te- there's but, a tendency to like you have like the center that is kind of undercooked and it kind of melts, yeah. but in a way, it's not like ooh melt in your mouth. It's kind of like it hits your mouth and then it disappears. Yeah, it's like gel, like as we said, tofu blank canvas. It's like vaguely bean flavored, right? Mm-hmm. When you bake it like that for 10, 15 minutes, it also, because it like evaporates some of the water, it kind of like cooks out that flavor a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And so you're left with this chewy thing that doesn't have the like earthiness or like the bitterness of, th- of the bean. It just kind of like tastes like you're, you're chewing a firm bean patty thing. And then you fry it, you get it nice and crispy, you put on soy sauce, you know, hot chili oil stuff like that and when you put it on top of things it'll you know it doesn't last as long as crispy meat right like you said it's just it's the nature of tofu i think usually Mm -hmm. but like it'll be more uh, resilient for when you're frying it and tossing it around it's it's good stuff and the chew i really like the uh the chewiness of it it's good stuff that sounds that sounds delightful i am definitely going to use that trick yeah let me know how it works, because it was a, a transformative experience. I'm like, oh, this is how people use tofu, mm-hmm. like meat, mm-hmm. just without you know worrying about it crumbling. Huh. It's good stuff. Well, Nick, we're we're through Jackie's Chow. We've managed to survive, um, and it's time to double back and talk about home improvements of New Earth. that's not no that's not the right no it's not it no that's jackie's town unfortunate there's been a major uh patch released for the home of new earth Mm. previously i think i've talked about how i knocked out a sidewall in my house that connected a former porch that became an enclosed porch sure and this also had the uh the fireplace on it with the uh, chimney that i knocked out Mm-hmm. The problem is the main floor of the house was like two to three inches above the concrete slab that forms the uh, floor of the previous porch. Oh, so somehow, unless I just kind of kept it and you know decorated it, it'd be a little, would be a little weird. It, it was, uh, it would have been manageable. But I'm running hardwood everywhere, so I don't want to put hardwood on uh, just concrete to begin with. Right. Right. And so took. All this weekend, basically, Friday, Saturday, and then touch up, put things back on Sunday. Uh, what I basically did was extend my floor joists onto this concrete slab. So th- because I took it a sidewall, it's lengthwise. So I just kept running them lengthwise. I had like seven floor joists. But unfortunately, the uh, slab was also not level. So with a table saw, well, actually, I started with a laser level. On the existing floor, I went and I marked where the height was at different points along this slab. So it was like 
it was anywhere from like uh, seven eighths of an inch up to like two and a half at the end. And then custom cut pressure treated 12 foot two by fours such that when I put plywood over top of the whole thing, it would lay kind of level. And so now I have just one floor throughout the whole house and the floor is much lighter because it's plywood now. It's much lighter than the like gray concrete. So it actually, it brightens up this former porch area that's all just all windows really. And it also kind of makes the home of New Earth feel bigger because I can just like walk out onto it now. And I'm like, wow, I'm not that far from uh, from putting flooring down. I'm going to finish like drywall and painting before I put the floor down mm-hmm. just so I don't spill on the floor because I'm sure I will. But I'm like, wow, I can uh, I can see the light at the end of of New Earth's tunnel. It just, I feel like. it. You know, I I I feel like I'm very teasing and sarcastic on the show. Definitely nowhere else. Um, <laughs> but it genuinely is inspiring to hear about how you take this house and and by yourself are turning it into a home. It is a. Uh, it's hard to say a lot of fun, but it is definitely very enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my neighbors have asked because they obviously can, you know, tell and I've talked to them that are, you know, renovating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, so like, are, are you planning to sell it and stuff? You know, wondering if I'm trying to flip the house. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not like I haven't even unfortunately or fortunately thought about like the return on investment <laughs> for a lot of the stuff I'm doing. Like for the kitchen and stuff, it's like almost you can't spend enough money in the kitchen to get it back. So like I'm not worried about the kitchen expense, which I will soon have to incur mm-hmm. when I have a floor for the kitchen. But everything else is just like thinking about what I could do while I don't have anything in the house, which is how the uh, you know multi-month project turned into almost a year <laughs> project. But I'm I'm happy with most of the results in a way that it feels like, hey, yeah. This house is like unrecognizable now. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember back when we were just talking about like, gosh, we're ripping up floorboards, and I wonder if there's asbestos down here. <laughs> that was how we started. Yeah, boy, that was that was a time. I remember the the miserable. Uh, that was probably the worst job. So now everything else is like, man, I am really hot, and it is super humid today because it's been quite nasty in maryland now and Mm. it's uh thunderstorming out now wow but uh nothing's worse than having to turn off all the ventilation in the house basically just cordon off a a room in plastic and then put yourself in a bunny suit a respirator and goggles in the middle of summer so everything else is you know it just it comes and it goes that's also uh related to uh, jackie's child the taco bell is on the way to the home depot so that's, of course, oh, why, you know, sure. there's always at least one, usually multiple Home Depot trips required in uh, any given patch of New Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop by there. And then also because uh, Home Depot has like a pro rewards, extra, like pro professional contractor rewards program, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I signed up for that just f- for fun because you can. <laughs> and uh, the thing is. If you add like a credit card or something, it'll track however much money you've spent at Home Depot in the year because it, you know, for your reward. Sure, program. it needs to know for for to see if you'll get any more Steam card drops, right? Exactly. But on every receipt of when you use that card, it prints how much money you've spent at Home Depot that year. <laughs> it's just like a little it's it's a psychological it's warfare. A little fuck you. <laughs> yeah. 
a dark it's, thing to do. It's great to know, but it's like, yeah. Imagine every time you went to go buy a hat on Steam. Like, it's like, great. Okay, here's your uh, your $2 cosmetic. It's a great hat. You've spent you know, $3,000 in Steam in the past year. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have, haven't I? Yeah, yeah actually, I uh, quick little cue time here. Mm-hmm. I, we've been playing. Um, at, at, we've been continuing to play uh, Apex Legends here and there. I've been playing a lot more without Nick because I just love the game a lot. Um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, today, as we're as we're potting here, uh, they released a new um, a new event, and they've been hyping it up. And they're like, "Oh, and you're going to be able to get the relic weapon for Mirage, right? Which is like, it's like a fancy weapon and it has some extra voice lines. You could think of it kind of like an Arcana, right? Okay. This is that character's Arcana. Um. And it was like, oh, man, you're going to get Mirage's Arcana. And it's like, okay, the way you get it is you don't buy it. You complete this event, right? It's a two-week event. Just complete the event, and you'll get the Arcana. Um, and I heard that, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because uh, this is my first time doing one of these events. So I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was getting into. Um, so the event comes out, and the event is, like, there's a side part, which is not related to getting the Relic Weapon, which is like, oh, if you play, you'll get experience, and you'll earn these other rewards. But if you want the Relic Weapon, here... Here are 24 new items we've added to the game. And uh, if you get all of them, you get the relic weapon. And the only way to get them is by spending money. And if you spent, if you just, you could uh, theoretically farm paid currency and crafting metals. You will maybe be able to do that for one or two items, right? Mm -hmm. The cost of buying all 24 is $250. (laughs) Maybe Arcanas aren't that expensive. (laughs) Wow. Really? Really. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> your Wind Ranger Arcana is going to end up being about that expensive. But I'm going to get like four other Arcana on the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about the journey to the Arcana. Right, right. And, uh, yeah. and I was like, I don't even like Mirage that much. <laughs> uh, the character I That's really crazy. like is Bloodhound. And Bloodhound, I missed the event for that one. So I can get it uh. by opening. So it's a possibility... Whenever I open, there's like a you know zero point zero zero whatever percent chance of getting On the, the currency to buy a relic weapon, or I'm mm. guaranteed to get it after I open two hundred packs. Oh god. Um, I there there is currently no in-game tracker, but I'm gonna guess that I'm at like fifty, maybe. <laughs> and that's qu- quite a quite a few games. Yeah, I've been cooking. Um, so. I think that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, maybe some. I, I saw a tweet from someone the other day being like, "I've been playing Apex Legends since the second day it came out, and I still don't have a relic weapon." It's like that sounds hard to get then. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the more like you, at first you're getting them fast, and it sort of you know it falls off a cliff, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Six. That's a great transition into the hat cast, actually, because you haven't talked about on the pod. The uh, Quap Arcana. It's true. I haven't. It's out. Uh, so the, the uh, I'm going to, Eminence of Ristol, is that correct? Yep. Wow, that's off the top of my head. Um, off the dome. 
the Eminence of Bristol is now out. Uh, Queen of Pain's Arcana. Um, I have seen some of it. I haven't seen as much as I would as I would like to. Right, I've only seen it in game once. Um, mm-hmm. But so so I, I guess I'm going to say all of these comments are are a little bit tentative because I could be it could be that there there is more to this than I realize. But uh, first off, voice lines. It seems like she's less horny, and I really, really, really appreciate that. <laughs> That's really great. Like, she can be kind of horny, right? But as long as she's not, like, murdering people and asking if they're virgins, that's a real line of hers. <laughs> I just... That's... Then that's okay with me. Um, And basically, the way it looks is, like, she's wearing a robe and some shorts. And it's like, you know, it's like a sleeveless robe with a huge open neck that, you know, shows off her, her, her boobies. And then the shorts are unbelievably short. And then she's got, like, a belt and a whip and a headdress. And honestly, like, I think it's so good that unless there is a surprise waiting for me with the voice acting, when I unlock it, I will start playing Queen of Pain. Ooh. I think it's incredibly good. I agree. I mean, it is. you know, they continue to uh, up the ante with their arcanas usually as, as time goes on and the trend continues. It's, you know shit ton of custom voice lines now you know hundreds of custom voice lines all new effects and everything just looks you know better yeah she hits you with a whip when you're closer now for Mm -hmm. auto attack instead of throwing a dagger yeah i like that she has the two two animations which is which is neat um i like the way that her her ult is now like sort of a spiraling effect with the whip i think it looks really cool Mm. um i i think I, I for once I think that the the fire I mean no she's a she's a demon, so her, the fire makes a lot of sense for her, mm-hmm. um and it also is like expressive in a way that sometimes it isn't right like Juggernaut having a fire style doesn't really say anything, <laughs> but with with Eminence of Restol it's you know they they released a little comic about it, and basically the point is that Queen of Pain like. She's been like, oh, I'm, I'm living up in the world above, and boy, it sure is hot up here. Ooh, and don't I make you horny? And then all her cousins down below are like, I hope you're having fun with your sexy time with mortals. We're conquering the world down here. She's like, oh, I feel stupid now. <laughs> I guess I'll get into being like a hell demon. And that's great. <laughs> yeah. Looks good. Two thumbs up. Uh, yeah, fully, fully approved. The one thing I will, I will note as sort of a hmm is her secondary style does kind of just look like Venge. Oh yeah, the, the old glance value. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. I, even even I mean, you know, she's it, I, I I I do worry about glance value, but even more than that, it just doesn't look like her to me. Um, yeah, it doesn't like way too like radiant mm-hmm. looking. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it doesn't. It looks like she should have something to do with heaven rather than hell, perhaps. Um, yeah. or, or I'm sure ghosts. Slax is on the lore. I think Slax has already said he's working on the lore if he hasn't released the video already. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I think it looks fantastic. I'm I'm incredibly impressed, and um, it makes me really really hopeful for other stuff. I don't know this like you know I have ha- I have scoffed at some of the things they've done right as far as like cosmetics. I've 
I've been like, you know, I think you'll have to check the tapes. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I think my reaction when the IO Arcana came out was kind of like slumping over my desk and being like, sure, why not? Fuck everybody. <laughs> um, and I'm just, I'm just really, I'm just really impressed and hopeful about Wind Ranger now. I think Wind Ranger will be treated well. A mat- Wind Ranger is the more expensive skin. This is the cheaper one. Imagine what that means. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully it's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, level update. I'm level 191. I'm nowhere near anything. <laughs> uh, but It's the slow march of progress. You know what? Next, in, in a week and a half, I will be returning to work and making money again. <laughs> yeah. um, and then question mark question mark question mark unemployment will finally pay me and i'll get like a lump sum of a thousand dollars because they've been just screwing around for so long that presumably when they finally get their paperwork in order i'll just get a bunch of payments at once and by that time you know the the thing is like i need that money right i need that money for my bills what do you mean but you mean that valve doesn't need that money more than you well but here's the thing if i need money and i don't get it I don't just vanish into the ether. I figure out some way to pay for it, right? And so then I sort of no longer need that money. My life is measurably worse. I uh, When I, I had Taco Bell, right, on, on my way mm-hmm. to the, the doctor, and then I realized that I was not going to be able to pay my bills because I ate Taco Bell once. <laughs> and I fixed it. I made some stuff work, but it is not a great time over here. But this does mean that by the time that money finally shows up, someone will be like well i already took care of most of those problems <laughs> i guess i'll buy an arcana <laughs> <laughs> it's the very aesthetic of you yes it's not about the material things in life it's about the virtual things in life <laughs> i'm uh i guess you know it's what the the french call an idiot <laughs> so pardon your french yes <laughs> uh uh, but Nick, we're not done yet. We do have another segment left. Maybe, maybe we have more than that. I don't know what you had planned. Uh, we let's take a, a quick uh, trip while we're talking about slacks. And speaking of, you know, Lord if you Gals, say hot or hot, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really just gotta, I gotta make one up just so that when you say things like that, I can do it, even though I wasn't planning it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for another two hours of podcast for your stupid <laughs> yeah. segment. God damn it, Nick. Oh man. It'll be it'll be lurking. <laughs> That's the best part. You'll never know when it'll strike. Ah, <sighs> uh, uh Slacks, that's right. <laughs> so, so he's been uh doing a series where he goes over the voice lines in uh in the battle pass with native speakers of the Dota 2 scene right. to uh, to talk about what they're about. So he did one with Dendi, and then recently he did one with uh, Jack Chen, KBBQ, to talk about the Chinese voice lines. And this is, you know, one thing that I think we've talked about for a long time. Like, man, there's, you know, such a disconnect. We don't get all the great memes and, you know, just exposure to the, the Chinese, the Eastern scene in general, right? Mm-hmm. So we got Dendi. They talked about all the Russian voice lines. And then Jack talked through all the uh, Chinese voice lines. And there was clips of, you know, the games that they came from. I'm like, oh, I get it now. And then Slacks in his typical, you know, good interview way is like, okay. 
with every clip is like, okay, so now how do I use this properly Mm -hmm. to like flame people in game? Right. Of course. And so I feel like I understand more now, you know, when someone is spamming, because there's lots of Chinese players on, on, uh, NA East, NA East, my gosh, League of Legends, uh, US East a lot of the time and, you know, turbos. So when they're spamming things, I feel like I can, I can understand better. We have a better communication in our flaming. And I really appreciate it. That's beautiful, Nick. Thank you. Thank you, Sir Action Slacks. It's what, you know, it's the things where it's like, God damn it, Slacks is actually, you know, unironically being great for the scene. Makes a tear roll down my face. Down your face. No, wait, that's all the onions I cut during Gold for Leak. No, that's not the segment name. (laughs) Oh, wait. Ching ling ling. Ching ling ling. Ching ling ling. Ching ling ling <laughs> I find that the best entertainment is just the hosts appreciating their segment. <laughs> yeah, their own their own garbage jokes. <laughs> their own garbage anti jokes. That's what I see when I uh, I read through uh, you know all the uh, iTunes reviews for podcasts. They're like, man podcast really great five stars i wish they just kind of played and listened to their own segment bumpers off a soundboard more often you know with bad levels Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've sundered this entertainment value pray i don't sunder it any further further. (laughs) um yeah so let's let's just talk about jackie's mount shall we go 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 wait 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 team 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 Back to back to back to back to back to back. See that leg go after. Uh oh. No. Field. Back to the wall. Drive home safely. We lost. Uh, what? What's the transition? Let's let's go get on Jackie's mound. Yeah, let's you're come right. Out to you're Jackie's right. mound. You're right. So, uh, baseball is coming back, Nick. Baseball. There was a there was a period where we were like, hey, wait, is are there is there not going to be literally no baseball in 2020 because of of COVID? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought that was great because there are some instances where, uh, for example, uh, last year's MVP uh, Mookie Betts uh, made a one year deal with the Dodgers, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, because I hate the Dodgers for anyone who oh, hate the Dodgers, um, but um, no, they're com- they're coming back. We're doing a shortened season. We're doing sixty games starting in mid July, hmm. um, and it's time for some rule changes in order to make to, to both both for um, so. What I'll talk about right now is uh, changes that are pending approval from the players union now the players union has rejected basically all of these however that doesn't necessarily matter because the league can just override them if it wants to Hmm. so here's what's being talked about one do you know about the designated hitter nick that's where the pitcher doesn't have to hit in one of the divisions yes leagues in the american league the pitcher is allowed to have someone on the team's roster who bats for them gotcha um now the designated hitter is going to be everywhere. I think the oh, designated adding it everywhere. Uh, everywhere. I think the designated hitter is a chicken shit rule that sucks. Um, yeah. 
but I also so there are there are two reasons why it's done. One is obviously because they want you know like cause good batting is exciting, and seeing a pitcher come up to bat and strike out is not <laughs> exciting. Um, though it does, I think, like negate the fact that there are there are very few, but there are a few like pitchers in the game of baseball who are actually good batters, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. And also, you have the occasional instance of of ones who are not good batters. But somehow just they get, you know, they get the dice roll. I was watching, there was a Seattle Mariner pitcher who hit a walk-off grand slam. It was the only home run they hit in their entire career. Can you imagine how amazing that moment must have been? <laughs> just like rolling the nat what? 20. Um, like rolling the nat 20 and your GM says, no, you can't roll that again. And you roll another one. And it's like, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the other reason, though, is because uh, there are... <laughs> My, my my frame for this is a player named Albert Pujols. Do you know that name? It it sounds familiar, actually. Um, so he is a player for the Los Angeles Angels, and he's mm-hmm. old. He's an old man now. He used to be a really incredible player. Uh, mostly he was a hitter, but he was a pretty good fielder. He could run. He could you know not run amazingly, but he did fine, right? But mostly he was a, he was just an all star slugger, um, and. He's old now, and he can't do those things. He can hit still. He can hit. Sorry, that's a that's a song there. Um, but he can't like uh in MLB The Show twenty out of a score out of a score of one hundred, he is rated with a speed of zero. Um, he he is a bad fielder now. Like he he still understands the concepts, but he just doesn't mm, he just doesn't have it right. And so logically speaking, it's like okay, well. It's been good having you. You are now out of baseball. Except he can be a designated hitter. And so that's a way for clubs to keep like players who are like fan favorites but are past their prime around. Mm. So it's beneficial to them in that way, right? Okay. I forgot that the the pitcher still runs. Uh well Or it does it have to be the pitcher? No whoever whoever bats runs. So if the designated hitter hits, they run. However, you can call in a pinch runner. We don't and have time that's... to talk about. We don't have time. We don't have time <laughs> to talk about. But basically, it's like you are accepting that they are not going. You are you are saying like, okay, we're substituting you for this runner, and you don't get to bat anymore. You're not in the game anymore. But so wait, so the guy who has a speed of zero though, he still has to run then if he's a designated hitter. Right. right? So uh, hopefully he hits home run. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> or just a really long fly ball that a for really anybody long, else would yeah. be a double or a triple, and for him it's a single. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> he's, he's doing the dad hustle. There, <laughs> he is extremely doing the dad hustle. Um, <laughs> do the dad hustle. Yeah. Um. So, uh, here's an, here's another one, right? Um. There is uh, a new minimum. Pitchers must see three batters. We were talking last time about how you could just keep substituting people and you could be like, oh, there's this one person. That was rare, but it did happen. Now you have to see at least three batters. Hmm. Okay. So I guess uh, the ice frog of of baseball didn't want to see that. The the commissioner. Uh, There are... Commissioner Ice Frog. It's very flattering to compare the Commissioner of Baseball to Ice Frog. He kind of sucks. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, there are other changes, but the other one I want to talk about here is the one that's buck wild. So, well, I guess we'll talk about two that are sort of tied together. Baseball has a problem, right? What do you think happens? This is rhetorical. You know the answer. What do you think happens if you both have a score of three, both teams have a score of three, and you get to the end of the ninth inning, which is the last inning in the game? You keep playing. You keep playing. How long do you keep playing, Nick? Forever. Yes, forever. <laughs> you just keep playing. You just keep going. Uh, let me look up. Longest baseball. I game. know that there's like, yeah, like there's, I've heard stories, I guess, and that's why I know of just ridiculously long games. I mean, I've seen it. I have been present in a game that went to the 14th inning. Um, okay, so the record is uh, 33 innings. Oh, that's three times. <laughs> okay, that's and that's 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 just in professional baseball. In in the actual MLB, 26 is the longest. At which point, mm-hmm. the game was called because it was so dark, no one could see. <laughs> um. By the way, that 33 inning game was eight and a half hours long. Oh god. Baseball Yeah, like regular baseball. Nine innings of baseball is a long it's, freaking time. It's long to watch baseball. Mm-hmm. At least like in the stands. If you if it's like passively on TV, which I'm sure it is, and that's why it's, you know, good to watch. Sure, but like yeah. Yeah, baseball takes a long time and baseball as a sport is declining, right? Mm-hmm. Because people are being like, "Wait, this takes forever and a lot of time is just staring at people standing still. Why would I watch this?" Which is a very fair question. I think it's yes. great, but I can't really argue with people who say that. Um, and so there are two new proposed rules to address this. One, ties. Uh, Let's just okay. let ties happen, right? But so that's the way stuff like, you know, most football, yeah, so soccer, football, soccer, works, yes, right? Yes. It's, you know, best of two and you just get different points if you win versus tie. For sure. Right. Um, there are but, there are not a lot of American sports that do that. No. American sports don't like that idea. No. Um, you can have a winner. Winner and a loser. And sometimes, for example, in hockey, you have the shootout, right? Yeah. Which I is, mean, even in, in soccer, like you have to, for tournaments and stuff, playoffs, you have to have some way of actually deciding a winner. Well, I mentioned the shootout because it's a shitty way you just don't have to, to decide. You just don't have to the shitty, the shootout is a really shitty way to decide who wins a game, um, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> and baseball's like, I see you, and I raise you, because <laughs> the the proposal here is that after the ninth inning, every inning thereafter, if it goes into extra innings, at the start of the inning, you all the team that's batting automatically places a runner on second base. Can can they like steal? Sure. With their limits on. Okay. Sure. No. If you've got a runner, you have a runner mm-hmm. on second place, and yeah. um, you can also make that runner a pinch runner if you want. Who's a person whose only job in the entire game of baseball is to run, basically. <laughs> um, and also just to just to you know just to ease the pain a little bit. If you're a pitcher, um, and that runner scores. That's not considered. Uh, that's not going to go against your ERA, your earned run average. Huh? Because okay. they didn't earn that. <laughs> they were handed it. <laughs> they ran it. Um. So. Huh. Yeah. I mean, baseball needs changes, right? I understand, 
And I don't even know that I would have, I like, I think this is a really clumsy solution, but here's the other thing is I just, the, the debut of Jackie's mound was me explaining that what I love about baseball is how much it sucks at everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this might actually be great because of how terrible it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think cricket also has the same rules. Like I, remember hearing stories of ridiculously long cricket games right Mm -hmm. cricket doesn't have innings i don't think but like they have the perpetual game idea sure i feel like that's you know objectively a a fun interesting thing in the same way that you know my 75 minute dota game is objectively a fun interesting thing that can happen Mm -hmm. in the game Mm -hmm. but i'm sure like for actual fans or you know people watching it's like nobody wants to fucking watch more than nine innings of baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I you know, GGN fast takes some sort of strategy. You know, like the uh, the pong games, like the single player pong games. Sure. Like breakout, like you brick, mean? Uh, brick brick break. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's a knockout. Where sometimes they start adding yes. two balls. What if you had two balls? That's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, counterpoint, no. So you have two pitchers and two batters. Okay, now you now you're getting my attention. Okay, so you get you get a uh, wait wait know. wait. What if it's like what if it's like you only have one pitching mound and you only have one batter's box, but it's like tornado tag. What is tornado tag? Tornado tag. Tornado tag is just like uh, people. You know, it's like a it's like a wrestling match where you have where it's tag Mm -hmm. style and people are constantly cycling in and out. Um, So, like, what you would do here is like, for example, when it's time to bat, both pitchers wind up, and then whichever one throws is the one that throws. Oh, (laughs) or and then with with, and then with batters, it's like. Mm. Uh, right before the ball is thrown, one of them lowers the bat, and that you have to throw to the other one, or else you're throwing a ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's at. <laughs> okay, what if we go the other way? Can you have a shootout or you know penalty penalty kicks? Okay, but in baseball, sure. How can we translate that? I mean, that's you really have the easy. Entire just, team come out. Yeah, you just have a home run contest. Oh, that exists. If, but if you want to make it more interesting than that, right? I have an alternate proposal. Okay, that's what I'm here for. You have team b- batters from each team and pitchers from each team, both at the ready, right? And you're alternating. One team pitches, the other team bats, and then they swap every time, right? Mm-hmm. And the pitcher has three balls. One of them is the ball you need to hit to win. So every at-bat they are throwing three pitches and they're trying to sneak the winning pitch past you. You don't know which one is the winning <laughs> pitch and you just try and get the right hit. Interesting. And if you get okay. the and if you get the hit, then the next person goes and it's their turn and if you sneak the pitch past them then congratulations you won. But if you don't, then it goes back to the next person and I've created another endless game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what if, uh, uh, gosh, I don't know. My, my favorite way to end tied, uh, soccer games, I think this must've been rule. Like I played soccer when I was growing up. So I think it must've been some sort of league. You start removing players. 
mm. for each overtime quarter. So like you get a 15 minute or like a 10 minute overtime period. And at the end of that period, you have to take the goalie out. And then after that, you have to take out another player and another player. Okay. Until, you know, theoretically, it's just one player. But, you know, eventually people get tired. You know, this is really pushing people. It gets more, you know, hectic. Okay, I have an idea, right? Okay. You have, uh, you go into overtime, you have three bats, right? People keep going up to bat. Again, it's the alternating thing. All, people alternating mm-hmm. up going up to bat. Um, but one of the bats is a corked bat. Ooh. And if you hit the ball with the corked bat, the corked bat will shatter. <laughs> and corked bats are illegal, and you'll get banned uh-huh. from baseball. <laughs> you have a one in three a chance time, of being time. banned from baseball. <laughs> and whichever team runs out of players <laughs> loses. <laughs> I mean, they're not being. It's not healthy for the league, right? You know, dead game, right? Declining, exactly. So you gotta you gotta punish those teams that right. take the game. If, too long. if you're if you're gonna tie, then guess what? You're gonna lose some players. And you're also, also imagine how much ratings are gonna spike when you're like, oh my god, one of these <laughs> Derek Jeter's possibly <laughs> like fan. A pro- po- probably four or five players from baseball are about to get <laughs> like get season long bans. <laughs> <laughs> all these are uh, much better ideas than uh you know just put someone on base yeah commissioner if you want to like ringy ding ding <laughs> ring if you want to ring a ding ding i made like okay, a phone so now, motion with my hand oh nice yeah, yeah. Uh, like a rotary phone so, well i was just doing like the you know like the pinky extended thumb up sort of wave your hand oh yeah the banana phone yes so in in summary, uh, we now, in addition to you being a professional Taco Bell marketing person, uh, you are also <laughs> the uh, MLB commissioner. Uh, also, if you hit a if you hit a grand slam, we should call it a chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> what about a crunchy grand slam? Uh, crunchy grand slam is when you hit a grand slam with the corked bat, and it's a grand <laughs> slam, but then you're banned. <laughs> you're banned, but you still get the score. Oh sure, that's, that's only fun. Is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you, to have time. You earned it. It's just you know like, you've, sac- you've sacrificed everything. Right, because then you're gonna have players who are like, who have really delicate like sense of like like weight, and they're like, mm-hmm. I can tell which one is the cork bat, but I gotta make this sacrifice for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Think about all the great movies. Think about the Air Bud, where Air Bud gets banned from MLB <laughs> because he he hits a grand slam with a corked bat, <laughs> and and he's like, and they're like they're like, wow, Air Bud, I can't believe. You pi- wait you a minute. Took- All of these were corked. It was a setup. <laughs> <laughs> Get them. And then there's some like uh, 80s villain in a uh, pinstripe suit with uh, shoulder pads mm-hmm. and a mustache, a greased mustache. So hang on. You're suggesting Airbud plays baseball. Airbud, of course, mm-hmm. classically played basketball, except for an Airbud golden receiver where he played football. I feel like Airbud's played every sport at this point. But what would be the name of baseball Airbud? Baseball Air Bud. Uh, uh, I mean, if you want to make it about the cork bat thing, he could be a Welsh corky. Okay, I'm 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 here for that. I'm sure the uh, viewers of Air Bud, the Air Bud uh, cinematic universe, would appreciate the nuance there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Air Air Air. Air Bubba, because well, Bubba no, it's Chew not. It's the subtitle that you change. You, you the, the the established oh, yeah, the, formula the is Air that Bud you make colon. a pun based on a dog breed. 
it seems yeah. like. Oh, um, okay, okay. Um, uh, bat. <laughs> Good work, Nicholas. <laughs> Airbud colon bat. <laughs> you killed it. Airbud, but it's a bat. <laughs> I thought I had something else there. I Just guess a you dead, didn't. Um, dead arrival. <laughs> it's a dead ball. <laughs> uh. Oh man. What if the uh what if you could catch the ball? Okay. And uh and the pitcher is out or something, like dodgeball rules. Like the batter could catch the ball. Oh, I see what you mean. Um Some, something with that. I feel like that has promise. And you have and to then Air Bud comes in and he's holding a, a baseball glove and he like jumps in front of the batter and catches the ball. I hate to I hate to bring logic into this, right? But if you try and catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, mm-hmm. you are breaking every bone in your hand. Well, sure, but at least you're not banned from baseball. That's true. <laughs> no, nothing worse than being You're right. I forgot baseball. the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes have never been higher. But uh, if you suspect someone's going to throw, like going to try and catch the ball, you can swap mm-hmm. the ball with the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was trying to think, like, well, well yeah. You need, yeah, there need to be counters to the counters, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a way in which you have the pitcher throw from home plate and the batter is on the mound, and somehow that works. That could that could work just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh no. So this is going to be better than Airbud. <laughs> you have you have the batter on the mound. Okay. You have the mound. pitcher at home plate. You catcher have the catcher, you know, behind the mound, right? Because of course the in catcher needs to be there. Of you course. have the batter facing backwards towards the outfield, so they can't see the pitch coming, and they have to sort of catch it as it passes them the other way <laughs> at, at a hundred miles. An hour. <laughs> well, I mean, not everybody throws a hundred mile an hour okay. fastball. That's pretty rare. Okay. So they have to use their their t- spider senses, right? Right. Um, I guess we could make the strike zone smaller to compensate, and then everyone would just <laughs> wait to get walked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, what if you ch- what if the um, uh, what if you okay? This is the boring answer. You have to play with a softball now after the ninth inning. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what that would do to the game. Uh, isn't the softball like slower? I mean, that's partially because you throw it underhand, and you wouldn't have to throw it underhand. But but yeah. even if yeah. you didn't, like it's bigger, right? That's true. So I guess it would probably cause more injuries to the pitcher. I mean, really, you don't need to change anything about baseball if you want to stop games from going into, into extra innings. Just ward their jungle. That's true. Just what you got to bring it back to the basics sometimes. You really Just do. Just worth the jungle. You really do. That's what you do. You can put two <laughs> players from the batting team in the outfield as uh, like interference. That would get ugly. <laughs> Unless they also have bats, then that's okay. <laughs> they also, yes, that's true. They also have bats. <laughs> So Airbud will be in the outfield, and he'll uh, stop one of the the outfielders from catching the ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Airbud bat. 
do you think Airbud could uh in these days get like a sponsorship from uh, Bud Light from the the Budweiser Corporation? I think it would be tricky um because of the conflict between family values and uh terrible alcohol. Mhm. Um but it's certainly not impossible. Okay. Okay, I'll get my uh Budweiser agent on I, my Budweiser I mean I think contact. I think the way you'd have to do it is you'd have to have like a grown-up Airbud who's like watching his kids, right? And <laughs> yeah. and like the the kid whatever the the owner from Airbud is there as like an adult. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. you also got to do the same actor and then and then like you know they're watching and they're like wow, things sure have changed and the kids like well the no longer kid is like one more for old time's sake and Airbud's like Roof, oh, and throws oh. a Bud Light, and it jumps in the air and catches it, <laughs> and that's the commercial. I I genuinely think you could do a sentimental, nostalgic Air Bud Budweiser commercial as like a Super Bowl commercial, and it would be a smash hit. Yeah, because you were talking, and I'm like, I actually started to get nostalgic. <laughs> You could feel it. Air you could feel it. You could feel it. It's like one more for old time's sake, pal. And then an old golden walks out. Oh wow. <laughs> and then it would be a commercial for both Budweiser and uh, the new uh, office blockbuster uh, Airbud Bat. Uh, it'd be it'd be a, it'd be a commercial for uh, Budweiser and also the MLB because you want to watch the MLB because they're inducting Airbud to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, the publicity, they got to get viewers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the real okay. That's what you really do is <laughs> you need to take pages from wrestling, which is also definitely doing really well right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh you need to have gimmicks. Uh, you need to have players like in the middle of a game. Like, what if Mike Trout okay. was chasing a ball from outfield, right? Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, wait, he's coming into the infield. Oh my god, he just did a DDT to. <laughs> <laughs> he just hit Andrewton Simmons with the attitude adjustment. <laughs> he tore off his shirt. It's a giant shirt. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a giant shirt. It's a giant shirt. Oh, the giants. San Francisco Giants. The, the company. Let's see. The San. What? The, the San Francisco Giants. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the New York Giants. The no, there's team. a there's a baseball team called the San Francisco. <laughs> no, okay. that be that would be better. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's changing sports. <laughs> he's putting on a helmet. He's tearing off the shirt. It's an NWO yeah. shirt. <laughs> You have to play the innings past the ninth on uh, roller skates, like off-road roller skates. Mm, mm. Uh, you got to, okay, you get rid of the wall at the back mm-hmm. and you have like wrestling ropes so they can rebound <laughs> off the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You got to, okay. let's see, um, you get rid of the bat, you give them a steel chair. <laughs> of course. Um, and you don't play baseball, you just wrestle. We did it. <laughs> we say <saved> baseball. <laughs> Major League Baseball and wrestling. I really just want to see. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I want to see like Albert Pujols like turning around and getting hit by a super kick. <laughs> He's thrown him into the stands. 
He's, he's, he's force feeding him a ballpark hot dog. My, that's Randy Johnson's music. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, outfield for the LA Dodgers. I mean, honestly, you basically have that. Like, I think even in the Jackie's Mound um, bumper is the the organ, right? The duh, yeah, duh, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Like what? That is pretty close to wrestling. Well, they do have music, walk-up right? music. It's just it's not personalized. Yeah, enough, I think. I yeah. mean, like you you need to really lean into it, and you need to not like. I think here's how you make that work. Right? Mm-hmm. Is you don't have to say what your batting order is, and you can change it every inning. Oh, that that does make sense. Because then that you then then you get the moment of wait, that's so and so's music, so you know who's batting. Uh, six. I've I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Which one do you want first? Uh, is the bad news that we're coming up on an hour and forty five minutes of this stupid podcast? Uh, sure. The good news is uh in the general text channel of the Discord. That we're in, oh my god! <laughs> Airbud seventh inning fetch. Wow! Airbud knocks one out of the park when he takes up baseball in this fun and heartwarming Disney adventure. This time, Buddy joins in and shows that he's a natural baseball player with major league talent. Wow! That is. That is. Let's play ball. I'm watching this entire minute long trailer. He catches the ball in his mouth. Ow! Of course. I mean, sure. He's got Jaws. Wait, there's Sheriff team. Bob. I think Sheriff Bob is a bad guy. Uh, Nick? Yeah? Do we need to watch 7th Inning Fetch for the next Bottle Crow? I think we do. I think that's our homework. Watch Air Bud's 7th Inning Fetch. <laughs> Imagine making Jackie Mao watch an Air Bud movie. Imagine Jackie Mao watching an Air Bud movie. <laughs> Uh, I'm, now ball, on, ball, I'm now on air-bud.fandom.com. <laughs> oh. uh, Airbud 7th Inning Fetch is the fourth film in the Airbud series. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. how. Uh, Nick, we got to stop talking. <laughs> We've been at this for so long. <laughs> There's so much more Airbud lore. Uh, Airbud... Airbud Golden Receiver, Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch, Airbud Spikes Back, which is volleyball, uh, Airbud World Pup, because it's soccer, that's the World Cup. Of course. Uh, that's all of the Airbud movies. Honestly, I'm now feeling nostalgic and feel like eventually I'm going to have to watch the original Airbud. I think we'll have to do that after Seventh thing. Nick, I've never seen an Airbud movie. You've never seen an Airbud movie? Oh my god. I guess He's my first lived. will be seventh inning fetch. With a... <laughs> and then after that, you'll have to go back to the classic Air Bud. I wonder how many years it's been since I've watched Air Bud. It's such a 90s movie concept. Hmm. Wow. I, there's like a lot of hijinks, I think. <laughs> you don't <Air> say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying, like, I'm remembering all the plot points, I think. There's like lots of sneaking in. In and out of the house. I think this I think 90s Disney movie about a dog playing sports <laughs> has hijinks in it. Hijinks, if you can believe it. Hijinks. 
Nick, we're shutting the yeah. show down right now. We're stopping. Just permanently closing the feed. We no, to, this uh, is Air Bud. We're doing such a good job. How could we possibly show for show end the show forever now? But this episode has to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is a, a YouTube clip uploaded by Zainab Danish called Air Bud Seventh Inning Fetch Diaper Change Two. <laughs> Uploaded two months ago with 865 views. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch Airbud's seventh inning fetch. Wow. Wait, does wow. Airbud wear a diaper? Oh, I mean You couldn't let him poop on the field. Why not? Cause that's against the rules? Probably. <laughs> There's hold on. There's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't poop on the baseball. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Nick, tell us about your geese. <laughs> Cease's geese. You can go to twitch.tv slash Cease's geese, where until we're uh, taken down by a DMCA strike, we are live streaming on loop all of the Airbud movies. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. You can find the show on Twitter at BottleCrow. Uh, I'm at six detmar s x d e t t m a r pin tweet tells you all the stuff that I do scanlinemedia.com patreon.com slash scanlinemedia um you know the arc of Balakro has been like we talked about Dota <laughs> and then we talked about food and then we kind of talked about both and now we don't talk about anything <laughs> we just talk <laughs> we just uh, put woods into a microphone Hmm. And, uh, yeah. Well, until next time, folks. Uh, peace out. Sure. <laughs>